but it's supposed to be freezing in the princess's chamber. Hello, I'm Roger Heathers. Welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Declan Kitchener. How are you doing, Declan? I'm doing fine, thank you. Hello. Hello. 51 episodes. 51 episodes. I can't believe we almost missed it last week. We got it in there, though, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we're up to our usual standard of being utterly professional. Uh, as as always. So if you are new here after 51 episodes, what Declan and I do is we each write a song in the space of a week and we bring them to this podcast and we tell each other about how we wrote them and the chords we used and the lyrics and all that kind of stuff. And then we also just go off and rant about the Beatles halfway through, which we've done in the past two episodes in a row. That's fairly likely to happen. Yes. Um, but yeah, and we, we each take it in turns each week to uh, play our songs. I think it's uh, me this week, isn't it? It is, this, it is you this week first. You are doing some beautiful motion right there. Thank you. Um, my Beautiful song... motion that the podcast listeners will never get to see, sadly. <laughs> right, my song this week is called All Along, and it goes exactly like this. Not slightly like that, exactly like that. Exactly. As long as there is time between us We stand a chance of being heard But now we're stuck inside a labyrinth With no way out I'll stay Waiting for what time provides me here As long as you're beside me Always Warm inside our fate decided all along a love was hiding here always stronger than we ever knew the signals coming back to you but I could never step my foot away didn't know about forever until I entered it with you, you, you I take a moment to remember that we're rich young people waiting for the main event I thank my stars you're heaven sent to me always everything hiding here always stronger than we ever knew this signal's coming back to you but I could never step my foot away Lovely. Um, first things first, please explain that chord sequence. That is beautiful. You've got some lovely voicings in there that give it a very sort of almost like a 12 string feeling. Um, it does help, or like um, perhaps like a ukulele or a mandolin with bass. It does help that you're detuned this week. But sure. Yeah, explain what's going on there. So basically, I'm going to talk about the song as if it's in standard tuning, which it's not. 
as is kind of the theme of this series, really. Yeah, have you done one in standard t- uh, tuning this series? Maybe not. Maybe not. I can't remember one. But uh, if you're trying to play along at home, I don't know if anyone does that. <laughs> Leave a comment if you do. Leave a comment if you don't. Um, but yeah, this one is tuned down three semitones to C sharp. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so when I talk about G, it's actually an E. Thank you. I didn't actually know what that was going to be. So anyway, so uh, when I'm talking about a G, it's it's not. <laughs> it's it is a G. Um, okay, so with that out of the way, um, so basically the verses of the song are in G major, um, and then the chorus of the song is in C. Okay, so there's a little bit of modulation going on there. It's one of my favourite things to do in a song. If I can manage it to like modulate between the verse and the chorus, so they're kind of different. <laughs> Um, it so, really does help sort of like immediately identify you're in one or the other. Yeah, exactly. So um, on a couple of episodes recently, you've been using some diminished chords and triads and d- diminished sevens, that sort of thing. So I was like, that's a really cool thing to try and use to give a song that sort of uh, interesting feel. So um, I try to do that. And quite often what I'll do with a song, one of my favorite things to do when I start a verse is I'll start with the one chord and then I'll sing something here and I'll go up to the two chord which is a minor do, 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 and then often five back to one with some things in between usually but I like that move and that's how I write songs <laughs> yeah so one two five one is one that I just I really love so I was thinking what happens if I make my two like a diminished sort of shape which is where this comes from okay so that's just um sort of uh fifth fret there um, but with an a in the bass so to speak um so that's basically that, you know, you got As long as there is time between us And then it goes to a G again, but this time it's got a D as the lowest note um, With just a, uh, a B being fretted So you kind of get that nice 12 string type of feel That's the only really high note there on the top string Well, it explains why that one has a bit of a 12 string feel Because you've got the octave below, literally, as that string Like, to do this on standard tuning uh, open B paired with 7 on the E string exactly so like you say especially if they're, they have some slight um, out of tuneness to them which all notes will because no one can tune perfectly exactly so you got G and then you got the 2 which is diminished now and then you got kind of another G but it's an inversion and then you got that same diminished shape that you had for the for the A but it's a diminished 7 up here so what chord is that here? I think of it as a C diminished in this in this uh, C diminished seven in this context. I would agree with you. Um, and then that again, like we were talking about last week with um, triadic planing, you can move that all over the fretboard um, and reorganize those notes as you do so, and it has this lovely like dark sort of a feel. Mm. Which in, in, this is sort of a love song, so to speak, um, and when you put that in part of a love song, it kind of creates this this strange um, emotional tension with the chords. Um, so then you go there, and then uh, the way I get into the C part is, uh, for the bridge, you go to E minor, D minor 7, and then C, G, D minor, C sharp diminished, and then here, D minor to G, which leads you nicely into... C. I was going to comment, I did really like the use of C-sharp diminished as sort of like a reset point, so uh, like you're on the D minor, reset a second, and then like it's yeah. it's kind of like a pause in action before going back to it. 
like a breath between sentences. Exactly. So then you got. Um... But then I notice when you go into the chorus, you're using a lot more of the um, in inverted commas trick chords that we like to use, like major yeah. thirds, major sixths, and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Which in C is E and A. Yeah, E, e and A, and obviously E wants to go to that sort of A minor shape, and then obviously if you've got an A major, it quite likes to go to the D minor. So these are kind of like leading chords or subdominance, and that's well, subdominance, dominance of other parts of the scale, so to speak. Um, but then the whole chorus kind of came like all at once, really. Um, it's one of those ones where I kind of had to struggle to get the verse down. When I got to the chorus, it was just suddenly. And I like the idea of kind of like threading in stuff that isn't chords into into the guitar side of the piece. Um, same with going into the chorus, like, here as long as you're beside me. I did quite like that. I mean, obviously, you could just kind of go, here as long as you're beside me. But then but, that sort of almost makes it feel a bit too full at that moment, mm, sonically. Yeah, absolutely. And... Uh, it's kind of nice to have those little moments where the song breathes a little bit and you don't have all the bass notes going on and everything. And the same with the bit where it's like... And it, which is kind of like the same sort of thing, but inverted and starting from the uh, the B of, of that note. Um, and then uh, the way it goes back into the verse, I'm not really that happy with, because um, you got it where it goes... Uh, Stronger than we ever knew, this signal's coming back to you. I do like but that. I could never step my foot away. Which I like all that. And then it kind of goes up to the D minor, which is fine. And then to get back into G, I was like, what can I do to go back into G? I was like, I'll make that D minor into a D7, which is obviously the 5 of G, which is just kind of a bit messy. But it was one of those ones where I was like, I need to get back into the verse, the verses in G. I've only got seven days to do this, so I'm just going <laughs> to make that D, mi D minor into a D7, which leads you nicely into that. I see where you're coming from with that, because the way you're leading from D minor to D major, 7 to G, almost feels like you're going to the fifth of C. Yeah. But on the other hand, that's a really minor quibble, and I do really like that. It's, um, it's as valid a way of any of getting back to C. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes... Like if you have something that's slightly clumsy, uh, with with a with a modulation back to its original key, um, the production can help. You know what I mean? Like if you if you produce it in a way where the bass is doing a certain thing and the lead melodies are very suggestive that they're going to go somewhere, you can kind of get away with it. Whereas when it's just on guitar, if you go, that sounds like it's just the five of C again. But then that's kind of why I didn't just go back in straight back into. I didn't know about forever because I was like, it's you kind of need to get reacclimated to that um, kind of uh, that feel again. So I just played like the intro there. Is that a melody that you're putting over the intro, which is lovely nice. uh, guitar work? Um, is that the same as the first vocal melody, or is that just something that comes out of noodling? It's something that came out of noodling. In fact, um, I've started doing like little demos for my songs um, and I've started doing videos of them. And I was like, I was trying to do a demo of this song um, to put on YouTube. And I was going to sit there and I was like, originally I, I wrote the song and I came over to the mic and I turned the camera on. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to record this. And I started out playing the intro just like this, just... <laughs> 
just the chords, basically. Well, you can hear really in the uh, right hand plucking everything that it's sort. You sort of want a melody over there. Mm, yeah, it's like the fingers are too busy to just be going playing the regular chords. So when I kind of came up with, which is just kind of like playing in the gaps between two chords, really, just kind of like playing with the melody. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then I kind of came up with other things like that. Uh, the only thing I really wanted to avoid was kind of like doing too much of, um, which is too much like my song Reverie, which is the first song of this series. And I didn't want to have too much of that because it's just too similar. But yeah, so that is one trouble, uh, one issue we always tend to run into at some point. It's just like, oh, this is a really cool idea for a song, but I did that last week <laughs> and the week before. I guess I think I did it the week before that. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's better to steal from yourself than to steal from others, but yeah, you don't want to repeat yourself. It's one of the weird things that comes from um, uh, trying to write a song every week is that you try and make them all as varied as possible. Mm. It even gets to the point where I sometimes like start writing something and you think, oh, I did that two seasons ago. I can't really, <laughs> I can't really do it now. <laughs> what will the listeners say? Um, but. Unless you can think of anything else, I, I can't think of much to say about the chords or like the sort of the uh, melodic structure of the song, particularly. Well, I like the way you sort of inverted one of your own tricks uh, by putting the diminished in the second, which yeah. you seem to have been doing a fair bit like, um, oh, first track in Next Week in Munster. For some reason, the oh, invest. Invest, yeah. 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 Like you sort of change that one around by changing that to a major, changing this one to a minor, so it's sort of cool to sort of see what you think your own fallbacks are and how you're trying to sort of move on with them or yeah. like um, alter them uh, I ask this every single week and I'm going to ask it again the lyrics uh, the old lyrics um, there's not a great deal to say about them apart from like I say it's kind of like a a love song or like a romantic <laughs> it's a romantic song you wrote a love song um, Sorry. it was almost like it's about, I won't say too much about this, but it's kind of like about a crush, right? Having a crush on somebody. Okay. And then I was like, but you want to sort of um, dramatize or make bigger the subject of a song just to make it that much more interesting. So I thought, why not make a song that's like, like you've fallen deeply in love with somebody rather than like, oh, I've just have like a little bit of a crush on them. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, you are my entire world. Sounds better than... Yeah, I think you're okay. Would you like to grab coffee? <laughs> if not, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I was like... And then I, uh, a couple of friends of mine are getting married next week. So I was thinking, like, what must it feel like to be so in love with somebody that you want to be with them for your whole life until you die? And that's kind of like... By the time I wrote the chorus, I was like... I was in that frame of mind of thinking, like, wow, I wonder what that feels like. And then just trying to write from that perspective. Well, if you ever work out what it's like, let me know. I will. I mean, vice versa. <laughs> it's a pact we hit. We make on the podcast now. If any of us ever experiences love in any way, <laughs> do let us know. Any listeners, if you've experienced love, do write in. <laughs> We're so lonely. <laughs> but that's basically what the song's about. I wonder if I could pick out any lyrics in there that are of interest at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to analyse this in any way, shape or form. No, that's a really nice one. I can imagine that one working well, just you and acoustic guitar live, if that makes sense. Mm, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I think that's probably the way to go with it. Um, 
I was going to say, oh yeah, to the point you made earlier about sort of like trying to subvert the chord changes you normally go for. I'm at a point now where it's like, I'm trying to do stuff I don't normally do. Um, there's certain tricks, which we've gone over before, but there's certain tricks I, I do so often, like using the, uh, the minor four, uh, going down to the major six, to the two, you know, that sort of thing. Just all these tricks I normally do, I'm really trying to subvert them and try to do something different, but once you've kind of like, learn some stuff you like it's really hard to break that trend you really need to sort it's the thing that always sort of tends to get you out of it is like when you zero in on something completely new to you mm. like you'll think oh this, uh you know i've never heard this artist before and they've got this really cool style how do they do that musically yeah etc etc um but this is just one of the things that comes with writing a lot of songs Mm. And you can sort of see, like, uh, we're getting to episode, well, we're at episode 51. Mm -hmm. You can see why um, loads of bands who have, like, one songwriter will tend to sort of, like, have a severe decline in quality around album two or three. Mm. Just when, you know, they've start got to start writing more songs and just writing, you know, another XYZ band song isn't really going to cut it. Mm. Yeah, it's tricky. You you do need different influences. I mean, one of the best places to go, like you said, is just like listening to a band that you like and go, wow, what the hell did they just do there? But I haven't had that really quarterly for a while. I, what I do quite a lot is um, I've subscribed to a few like jazz channels on YouTube. Not that I'm a big jazz person, but one thing they'll do is they'll reharmonize songs and like, you know, use unusual diminished or augmented chords under things. But the problem with that is they're not usually that sonically pleasing to me personally. Some of the reharms they do. Some of them are great. Some of them you go, wow, what the hell was that chord they just used? But then other times it's like it, the original chord progression sounded better than using like an augmented nine plus 13 in the space of a four, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the four <laughs> works for good reasons. So, uh, that, yeah. Um, but that is a beautiful song this week. Thank you. Okay, yeah, I, I was pleased with how it came out. It's nice to be able to use some uh, diminished chords in unusual places, which is kind of cool, which is, you know, like I say, kind of taken from what you've done the past couple of weeks. <laughs> but that's pretty much all I can think about to say about this song. Um, I'd like to hear yours. Okay. Young man. Right, this is my song for this week. It's called Improvise. Uh, and hopefully it goes like this. <laughs> Staring out of the window, heading westbound, giving 
into my instincts. That's my mind now. Journey to answer your call. It's only distance. I felt alone in the past. And I won't miss this. Just about here on time. Pretty much got the things I need. Once again, crossing lines. Been a bit since I felt this free. Not going home for a night or so. Why would I want to be there? Just for a night, I feel alright. No thespian ends required. And I Staring out of the window, heading eastbound Giving into my instincts, can't be there now Journey to answer the call of working business I would do this again and I will miss this Fantastic, fantastic, I really like that, that is one of my favourites of your songs. Thank you. Um, certainly my favourite, I think, of this run. It's, it's great. Thank, great. Thank you. Um, this was one that was written a bit at last minute. All right. Um, there is a little bit of a story to this one. Uh, so, I was struggling to write something throughout the whole week, and uh, I was just in work one day. Basically, I was invited down to an open mic night earlier in the week. I think the invitation was extended to you to some, with some of my mates who live in Exeter. And that got cancelled. And then I went in the day that I was supposed to go down and received a text message like an hour before I finished work saying, oh, things been resorted. Um, uh, do you fancy coming down still? Yeah. I just thought, you know what? Got my guitar with me. I don't have work tomorrow. I can afford the train down and back plus a meal. Fuck it, why not? Sure. So just got on the train down. Uh, still, I went to like Primark, bought like a two quid top just so that I wouldn't be wearing my work clothes. Uh, just went to an open mic there, had a lot of fun. Uh, and just hung out at my mate's place the next day. Mm -hmm. And thought, well, this is the last real chance I'll have to write a song. Mm. So, you know, uh, one of them was at work and one of them had to do a lot of work for an essay or, um, uh, you know, something something important educationally, you know, his master's. Uh, so I was just left in the lounge on my own for the rest of the day trying to come up with uh, a song. Okay. Uh, and uh, I just ended up playing this riff I just worked it out after a while which is based around the chords A uh, C sharp uh, major seventh um, D and E mm. which very simple stuff 
but it's sort of based around where I like to noodle a lot, particularly if I'm playing in F sharp minor, I like to noodle around the... around where an F sharp bar chord would be, so that's where you get the... Mm -hmm. and then the C sharp bit actually comes from the Lydia chord, which we've spoken about before. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, for those, if you've not heard me use that term before, it's when you play... In this case, it'd be a four on the E, uh, three on the D. Uh, it's in a song called Lydia, and I really like that chord. But I worked out it doesn't just have to be like a minor sounding chord. You can use that as the as like the fifth of a uh, third, major third. If mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's where that came from. Uh, and then for the chorus melody, I just thought, well. Fuck it, I may as well just use that. Yeah, absolutely. It was originally going to be like singing along over that riff the entire time, but it just sounded sloppy because uh, obviously the words don't fit perfectly. Sure. Over quite a regimented pattern. Mm. So that's why it only really happens at the end when it's winding down. That makes sense. Um, it's almost, it's cool that it breaks it up by not doing it the whole time. But what I love about this song is it's relatively straightforward in terms of structure and chords, but it has enough intricacies on the guitar that it's um, it's really interesting to listen to. It's not just like you're strumming away. The second thing is that it's so great, you know, it suits your, your voice so great. A, as a songwriter, and B, your actual vocal voice. It's right in... My actual vocal voice? <laughs> it's right in your chest uh, range, and it just sits so perfectly for you. Um... And lyrically, it's great as well. It's it's one of those songs that's uh, I can relate to, and uh... well, lyrically, it's just about going down to Exeter and having a good time with, for a night, you know. Yeah, it makes a change to write a song about something nice as opposed to being miserable and depressed and locked up in my room. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's nice. It feels like it feels like a freedom song. Mm. But then uh, the only other sort of bit that got any sort of real thought put into it, if that makes sense. Uh, or that came naturally was a mm. and then you do the higher bit too yeah which I is must, so cool i must admit i did add that one like on the last day yeah. of writing just thinking like oh, i could do that um but what that is is uh d then an e7 over a d Mm. And then, if you've got your E7 shape, move the E string up to, uh, from a 4 to a 5. Not a clue what that is, but, you know. It's sussy. It's cool. Um, and then just that last one is just an E with uh, a 6th on it. Mm -hmm. And just taking that off. So C sharp to B. Mm -hmm which is the same as this one here, just higher up the neck. Um, yeah, that sort of came, that originally like one followed the other, like the main riff followed that and it sort of cycled back round. But oh, then yeah. I just realized, right, I'm gonna need some other things in there as well, which is just why you have F sharp minor, B7 and E as the verse. Mm. just there because i needed verse chords <laughs> but then when you when you played it and i was listening that's the bit that 
got me really hooked in. I was like, oh, this is great. Which is interesting that you say it's just some chords I needed to fill a gap. Well, it, it, it's sort of... I think it would probably be a bit too much if you did uh, all the time, like... Yeah. Yeah, it would probably be a bit much doing that all the time, which sure. is... You need, like, a little bit of air between them. Yeah, and it, I think the the part that you wrote uh, to, to fill that gap... Is a lot more sort of like rocky, you know. It has that. It has more of a minor feel, whereas the rest of it's very up. So I think you kind of need the up and the down to contrast to make the song uh, as interesting as it is, you know. Thank you. Um, I think the only other bit in there was like the bridge. Oh yeah. Which, again, it was just written because I. Felt I needed another section. I thought, well, let's try and get some semitone stuff in there. Yeah. So it's based around uh, this pattern. Mm -hmm. um, which was C, D, D sharp, D, E, D, C sharp, B. Uh, and I just thought, well, okay, what's got C sharp in it? F sharp, uh, make that a major, just mm -hmm. to signify you're in a different section. And originally it just went straight to a B, but I thought, well, you can have a bit more fun moving that around. So B flat over a D, B over D sharp. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and then just D, E suspended on top of that and taken off. And then just that E with the C sharp and B on it. It's very well constructed, the whole thing. The whole thing. It's great. It's very, like, sussy. Like, there's a lot of sus chords in there and, uh, you know, suspensions. Hmm. Sassy sussy, I'll call you. Is that a title? I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, thank you for saying nice things about it. But, yeah, it's, there's not a lot else to say about that. I mean, the whole reason it's called Improvised is just because it was all, like, last minute. Like, I wouldn't have been there writing that song if I hadn't, like, had the, you know... Uh, free time and free money to just go off and do that for a day. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the it, cool thing I get from it. I'm sorry to interrupt. It's just the freedom of it, the, the fact that it's almost like you've woken up and found yourself somewhere new, which is exactly what it was, you know? Mm. Well, it's just kind of nice. Uh, I wish I had the financial freedom and the amount of time free to be able to just go off and do random stuff more often. Mm. I think we all do. Uh, we almost certainly all do. But... Um, you know, you sort of make what you can of the opportunities you're given. Mm. And if you can afford to just get on a train, go to an open mic in a different city, why don't you? Unless yeah. you I mean, you could have a good reason, like, you've got work the next day, <laughs> yeah. which I didn't. But you know what I mean? Like, sure. So. I think sometimes they say a, a change is as good as a rest. Mm. It's getting away, new scenery. Yeah, it, that's great. Really, really like it. Um, and I'm happy for once. Yay! Right. <laughs> I'll have to compensate harder next week. It's going to have to be like, I don't know, the darkest torment of my soul. <laughs> don't give anything away. <laughs> that's the whole premise of the podcast. That's the title right there. That's great. Really, really enjoyed it. It's awesome. Thank you. So that's it for this week's episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Cheers very much for listening. 
if you like what you heard and you just want to uh, send in like an email or something, message the weekly song podcast at gmail.com or weekly song podcast at gmail.com. No, they're on the front of that. Uh, why not leave us a comment on SoundCloud if you're listening on that? If you're listening on iTunes, why not leave us a five star review as well as uh, nice things to say about us? Um, where can they find you, Roger? They can find me, Roger, at rogerheathers.com, as well as uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, uh, at rogerheathers. And you can also find your work through Bandcamp as well. That's right. Cool. And they can find me in the related or like following bit on the Weekly Song Podcast's SoundCloud page. That's right. Also in the description. Yes. Uh, And nowhere else. Nowhere else. Uh, and yeah, I think that's literally it for this week. Uh, we're going to be on tour next week, technically. <laughs> Lots so. on tour! <laughs> on tour. Uh, so expect us live on a town near you. Unless you live anywhere else but Cornwall, then it probably won't be near you. And even then, <laughs> like, you know, it's... It's kind of a private residence, really, that we'll be recording at. So yes, it's it's, it's not going to be like a, an open air thing. Like it's it's just going to be like us in a different house to the one that we normally record in. Yeah, exactly. Lower your expectations. Oh, but we have a we have a surprise though, which we can tell you now. Oh yes, of course. I almost completely this is exciting. Forgot. This is very exciting. We have a guest. We have uh, Chris Baker, aka Lunacy, uh, coming on the podcast for I think like the second or third time. Because uh, he's done Lies and Kisses with us, Piano Loodle. Um, has he done a third one with us? No, I think this will be the third one, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, he's back, that's the point. He's always a lot of fun when he comes on the podcast, so uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. I haven't seen him in ages. and um, yeah, He's a good guy, really great songwriter, good musician. And he's, he, he looks at music in an interesting way, and he's a very creative type, so he's a great listen. You can uh, find some of his music online as well. Uh, if you just search Lunacy, that's... L-U-N-A-C-C-I, I think? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm sure you can link that in the blog yeah, yeah, if sure. you just want to get up to speed before uh, he comes on the podcast. Uh, yeah, so that's it. See you next week in Cornwall. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.